Kaya Biz. Big conversation that we're having this evening. And I guess for many of us, we always hope to uh, stay forever young. But unfortunately, time is something that uh, I guess is both a blessing and something that many of us are quite anxious about. But have you ever considered how much is enough for you to retire comfortably? Well, that's a number that uh, depends on your lifestyle and personal circumstances. But according to a recent industry survey from the retirement environment, the average South African retiree can replace just 31% of their monthly income when they reach retirement age. Now, uh, if we look at uh, the cost of living, we're well aware that that certainly isn't enough for many to get by on. But to help us unpack this further, and of course how it is that we can face the very real risk of outliving our retirement nest egg, we join on the line by a Salim Sunday, Head of Group Savings and Investments at Alan Gray. Salim, thank you so much for your time and welcome to the show. Good evening, Google, and good evening to the listeners. Delighted to speak to you about this particular topic. Now, I get excited when we talk all things retirement, but I know that it's not a very comfortable topic for many South Africans because the truth is no one really knows what we'll be like when we're 60-plus and um, uh, perhaps how much we'll have to in order to have enough. But to simplify things for us and for us to really get a clearer picture and understanding of uh, the, the importance and the need to retire, retire comfortably, how much on average would the average South African need in order to retire comfortably? Google, for most people, that's a million-dollar question, just how much is enough. Yeah. I suppose having a comfortable retirement is different things to different people, uh, depending on the lifestyle. But I suppose at a minimum, it means that people can be financially be financially independent and being able to retire with dignity. And so there are lots of studies out there, but the most popular one which is that you need to replace about 75% of your final Salary, more or less, mm-hmm. and and it's about sadly for most South Africans, this is this is, hasn't been achievable over the medium to long term. Oh. Yeah, and that's very true, and it isn't achievable. And I'm keen, maybe let's start start there as to why. What holds people back from actually reaching this goal? I think one of the things for people is uh, when people think about saving for retirement, you can always start tomorrow, right? Because people can't actualize retirement. You always feel you've got enough time. You've got time. Forty years feels a long way away. Uh, if you're 20 mm-hmm. and you're going to retire, or you're 25 and you retire at 65, it, it feels a really, really long way away. So you feel you can, you've always got time to start. And if you think about that in someone's working life of 40 years, that is only 480 paychecks, excluding mm-hmm. your bonuses, right? So you've got 480 paychecks to help you get to retire. Essentially, I know I'm putting it extremely blunt, yeah. but that's a different way of thinking about it. Right. And in the long term, that uh, actually sounds like, a, you know, 480, when we think about it now, sounds like, oh, OK, that's a favorable amount. But uh, it seems quite minimal, right, in order to cover the 75 percent that we're looking to 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 receive. Yeah. And, and so some of the challenges that we've got in South Africa, from the outset, lots of people save to start off saving too little. So people end up saving for retirement, but they save way too little. And in fact, I just did some desktop research and from a discretionary savings perspective, South Africans on the whole are notoriously bad savers. So you need to save about 15% mm-hmm. of your pre-tax income towards retirement. So that's about the benchmark. And if you're saving that amount over 40 years, that should get you to that 75% income replacement number. Mm-hmm. And along the way, when you're saving 15%, you also get some wonderful tax incentives. Mm. Um, and, and some of the other things that people need to consider, right, is that we're all a little bit healthier. All of us are drinking more smoothies. We're exercising. We're gymming. Uh, 40 is a new city. Uh, 
50 is the new 40, and people are living longer. That's yep. the reality. Yep. And so we all need to think strongly about longevity risk. So the worst thing that could happen is if you're older and you're running out of money, mm-hmm. uh, given the longevity risk that we've got. Because we all need a healthier lifestyle. There's been lots of medical innovation uh, happening over the years and continue to happen. And then the other thing that happens, as we move through our careers, we all get salary increases. We get promoted, uh, we change jobs, and so on and so forth. And what happens is your lifestyle creeps. Suddenly you were driving uh, a, a very basic car. Yeah. Uh, you move one or two jobs. Suddenly you're driving a nice German car now. Yeah. Maybe you didn't need the German car, but you're driving the German car. So, so, so you've got to think about the trade-offs uh, that you're making, uh, given the lifestyle choices that you make. Mm. Because I think those, those are important. Because often what we see is we see people's lifestyle choices way exceed uh, kind of the income. Yeah, and that's that's, that's problematic. And that's where the discipline does come in, right? For us to have the foresight to actually look uh, and prepare effectively for the future and actually mitigate against some of these risks of not having enough to retire. You you mentioned lifestyle choices, but I'm sure there are a couple of others as well, which also speak to the likes of inflation, right? Uh, Which could eat away at the time value and and growth of your money. Absolutely. So inflation uh, is a real challenge, you know. Uh, we know what's happening in the world right now. The inflation mm. uh, kind of risks globally. Just, the, uh, but just inflation petrol is already enough, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. So what we need to be thinking about, we need to be thinking about, first of all, putting enough money, then ensuring that we're investing the money in growth assets so that the returns that we can generate over the longer term uh, will exceed inflation. So it hedges us against any inflation risk. That's the other thing, right? So ensure that the assets that you're investing in your retirement fund uh, or your company's pension fund, ensure that those assets are invested into growth assets. Mm. Uh, The worst thing that you can do is invest your retirement income into uh, just fixed interest assets or or money market type assets. Mm. Uh, You need growth assets. You need growth. You need exposure to growth assets. That's critically important. Yep, definitely. And, And the other thing, just tips for the listeners, is when you get a salary increase or when you get a bonus, Take one or two percent of your bonus and invest that into your retirement fund. You're getting a tax break for it. So try and formulate that discipline from an early age. You, you don't need to invest your whole bonus into your, into your retirement fund. Take five percent of your bonus and invest that into your retirement. Get that discipline going from an age and and repeat that discipline. It's about it's about having small behavior changes, but having them practicing them repetitively. Yep. I think that's the important thing, you know. And the other thing that, 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 that investors often make is they outsource the retirement to the employer. So you think you're on autopilot. You oh, think you just, yes. uh, you, you, you think your, your, your employer suggested that you save 7.5% and you're trusting your employer to get you to retirement. So I've got news for all the listeners that often you've got to, it's your retirement. So you've got to take a vested interest into exactly what's happening in your retirement fund. Look at your statements, understand the contribution rates, make additional voluntary contributions. I mean, we're into tax season now. It's a wonderful time to top up your retirement fund. Um, so that, those, those, those are important factors to consider. 
uh, for the listeners. Mm, very important. And I'm glad that you also referred to that mindset shift uh, because what we've witnessed with many South Africans, especially in light of the last two years where individuals have either been retrenched uh, or, or so, sought alternative employment, is that when we change jobs, we tend to think about the immediate term and think, mm, if I just uh, plow into that uh, savings pot of my retirement, I'll be able to catch up on it at a later date. But we know that that comes with significant risks. Do remind us of yeah. them, Salim. Yeah, so, so one of the biggest risks is, first of all, you're going to pay an ordinary amount of tax, right? Uh, you're going to be giving a tax payer lots of your, your hard-earned savings by making an early withdrawal when you change jobs. And the other thing is by not preserving your retirement savings. Effectively, what you're doing, you're hitting a big reset button. You're hitting a huge reset button, and you're effectively starting your retirement savings journey from zero again. Mm. And when you're withdrawing, and you're not preserving when you're changing jobs. Effectively, you're, you're not allowing your capital uh, to benefit from compounding, which is the eighth wonder of the world. That's exactly. the, that, to me, is a massive thing, huge thing. You know? Exactly. And that's a very important thing for us to actually remember, the, the, the power of compound interest, essentially growth on growth on growth uh, of your money to actually grow over time. And that needs exactly that time in order to expand on. But as we close off with Salim, we're well aware that we're in the month of February, uh, the uh, end of the tax year, and there's some certain tax considerations we need to be mindful of here. Remind us as to how we can make the yeah, best so, of, so, of tax refunds here. Yeah, so for those people that are formerly employed or uh, saving into a retirement annuity, uh, you've got a tax allowance of 350,000 rand per year, uh, up to 27.5% or the higher of the two. Uh, so if you haven't used your total allowance, this is a good opportune time uh, to top up uh, into your retirement fund or, or your company pension fund. Uh, the other thing is, we all know we've got uh, tax-free savings accounts, which huge, huge uh, benefit in this product. Uh, it's it's the growth is free of dividend tax, income tax, and interest, as well as capital gains tax. So effectively, your your investment will grow perpetually as long as you keep it invested with any sort of tax, dividend tax, income tax, CGT, uh, and interest, tax and interest as well. So it's a wonderful investment. And that's capped at 36,000 grand per annum. Yeah. Uh, to a maximum of 500,000. I've always, always said to listeners, if people are thinking about saving for their kids for education, the tax-free savings account is a wonderful tool as well. Extremely wonderful tool. Uh, Salim, thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate the insights you've shared with us this evening and, of course, helping us change our mindset when it comes to saving for retirement. It's not a day when we'll sit on our rocking chairs and uh, have nothing to do, but really uh, making sure that you have enough financial resources to exercise the flexibility that you want with your life. A big thank you to my guest this evening, uh, Salim Sunday. He is the head of group savings uh, there at um, Group Savings and Investments at Kaya Biz with Gula Tumfupi Monday to Thursday 6 to 8 p.m. on Kaya 959 On the streets, on the air